G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, what a pleasure it is to uh, speak with Franklin Graham. It's wonderful to have you back in Australia. It's good to be here. Thank you. Now, I know you've been here before, and one of the places you've been in the past to understand is Townsville. Right. Mm-hmm. Why is it that, as the head of Samaritan's Purse, why is it that you like to get your hands dirty and for the organisation to get its hands dirty in, in a place like Townsville or anywhere, in fact, where disaster happens? Well, I think there's, when there's a crisis, God wants us to respond uh, as his servants uh, in the name of Jesus Christ. And I believe that uh, when people are hurting, and you take up at Townsville, uh, there are so many hundreds and thousands of homes that have gone underwater, uh, livestock that have been lost, people's livelihoods are, are gone, everything that they've worked for, their dreams, and all these things, you know, are just evaporating, and just a few days of rain. And um, to be able to respond and let them know about a God that loves them, and many people think, well, did this rain come because God's judging us? Have we done something wrong? I don't believe that. Um, and I believe these things happen in life. Uh, we all experience storms in life. But uh, we know that uh, God loves us and cares for us. And that uh, Jesus Christ himself was in a storm. And uh, the boat that he was in, uh, the disciples feared that it would uh, sink. But if the Lord Jesus Christ is in your heart and your life, you don't have to worry about going down. Uh, if the boat goes down, we're going up. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're actually doing a live broadcast from the Samaritan's Purse, uh, the, the semi-trailer. Yeah. So here's your chance to send a direct message to the team there who are working, to the people who are listening to this right now. What would you say to them? Well, first of all, I think to all the volunteers, I would just say thank you. Uh, Samaritan's Purse could not do what we do if it wasn't for the volunteers. And uh, every person that we, we work with is an opportunity for us to encourage them, to love them, uh, to pray with them, and uh, to ask them if they'd like to put their faith in Christ. Uh, these storms that come in life are great opportunities to, because people many times would not listen when everything is good. But when all of a sudden their life is upside down uh, is when they listen. And so many times uh, this is a great opportunity. So I would just encourage all of the volunteers, don't be afraid to share your faith. Uh, just get right into it. Say, here, this is why we're here. We're here because God has sent us. God has sent us here to help you, to help your family, to help your home. And we're here in Jesus' name. Yeah. So it's, again, a great opportunity. And we just I would encourage the team, be bold. Don't back up. Mm. Let's talk about the reason why you're here in Australia. 60 years since your father was here. Uh, for what was a mammoth uh, series of crusades uh, around Australia and just massive numbers of people coming out. Uh, Your father has been called many things. Humility is one of the key words that has come through, even from presidents describing him that way. Uh, George W. Bush, if I remember correctly, described him as his humility is a little overwhelming. He was a man who was a great figure of history, and yet here he is so humble. Your perspective would be a little different being his son. How would you describe him? 
No, I, I would say the same thing. My father was a very humble person. Uh, the, the Billy Graham that the world saw on television, on the big screens, uh, was the same Billy Graham that the children saw at home. There wasn't two people. Many times when the camera's on somebody and they're smiling and they, they flash their pearly white teeth and, and then the cameras turn off and then all of a sudden they're a different person. That's not the way it was with my father. What you saw on television was what we saw at home. Mm-hmm. So we're very grateful for that. And it's true, he was a very humble person. If he were alive today and uh, you talk to him, he would just be kind of humble that you would want to talk to him. You know, why would you want to talk to me? Kind of. That's, that's just the way he was. Mm-hmm. And very, very humble person. Uh, and he, he died uh, a year ago this week. And so um, uh, we miss him. But uh, he would not want us being mourning for him one bit because he he's uh, he's skipping over the hills of glory, <laughs> and uh, we're we're stuck down here. But he uh, loved this country and had many friends here. Uh, he 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 was here in this country for almost five months, uh, so it was an incredible amount of time in '59 that he spent, and it touched the country. About a third of the population of Australia heard him speak. Uh, and you know, could that be done today? Um, I don't think so. Our world has changed so much. Uh, but it was a, a, at that time in history where, where God opened up that door, and my father was there. Mm. So something God did, and we give God the glory. Mm. There has been a lot of change since 1959. Uh, you know, society has changed radically. People's attitudes have changed. Their attitudes toward the Bible. Uh, back then, it was seen very much as you know the foundation of, of a good society, of good citizens, even for those who didn't necessarily believe it to be true. They, they saw the value in it. And our media has changed incredibly in that time. Uh, in the 50s, you know, we had regular Christian programming on all of the stations, uh, commercial and, and the public broadcast, or even daily Bible readings on the ABC, which you wouldn't see uh, today. What do Christians do with that now? I mean, we can look at that and sometimes think all is lost. You know, it's all going down the drain. How should we respond to that change? Well, first of all, I don't think we should be discouraged. I think we should see this as a challenge. And um, there, first of all, uh, Christians uh, in this country have a right uh, to to get into politics, uh, to to vote. Uh, to run for various uh, positions, and I would encourage them to do that. Uh, you don't have to just sit in the back seat and let everything just go downhill, but at the same time, you pray for your country. You pray for its leaders. The Bible tells us to pray for the leaders, and I would encourage Christians to do that. And uh, and I think for the churches, preach the gospel. That's why one of the reasons I've taken this, this tour is I want to remind churches that the gospel works. All you have to do is preach it. The gospel does not need help. Mm. I've had uh, pastors, and I had an interview earlier uh, this last week, where don't you think that this is a little old-fashioned, or does it really fit culture today? The gospel doesn't have to fit culture today. It always fits. We don't have to change culture to fit the gospel. The gospel should be changing culture. And what's happened is that a lot of churches have, have backed away thinking that evangelism it may not work. And so, listen, Apostle Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And I would encourage the pastors, don't be ashamed of the gospel. And Paul said that, I'm not ashamed, because there must have been other guys around him that were ashamed. And how are we ashamed? Well, if I tell a person they're a sinner, 
Well, that's going to offend them. I, oh, I'm not sure I want to do that. If I tell a person that all their good works amounts to a hill of beans, that's going to offend them. If I tell them that Jesus Christ took their sins and died on a cross and shed his blood, that may offend them. So I'm, I'm, not, going to, I'm not going to get that hard. But let me tell you something. There's power in the gospel. There's Holy Spirit-filled power. When you say to a person that you're a sinner, that uh, your sins uh, are going to take you to hell, because there's no other way uh, to stand before God except through Christ, and that Jesus Christ came from heaven to this earth to take our sins, that he died in our place and shed his blood on that cross for our sins. He was buried for our sins. There's Holy Spirit-filled power in that. Now, someone asked me, how does that work? I have no clue. All I know is it works. And when we preach the gospel, I want to encourage pastors to preach the gospel. And uh, don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Don't back up. God will use that to pierce people's hearts. Oh, there'll be people who'll get mad and walk away. But at the same time, there'll be people out there saying, that's what I need. That's what I've been looking for. I've been searching for that. Thank you for telling me that. And they will come and confess their sins and repent. And by faith, believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I would encourage the churches to start preaching the gospel again with boldness, with power. Don't be afraid. Don't back up. Don't be ashamed. God will take that and use that to change this nation. Mm. What you're saying really is an embodiment of the parable of the soils, the, the seeds, scattering them out for anyone who will listen. And I would think, as I've thought about, what's a good descriptor for your family, thinking of your father, of yourself, and even of your son Will and, and others in the family, is you are seed sowers. Is that a fair description? Well, uh, sure. Uh, we're sowing the gospel. And uh, God takes that and he uses it. Uh, not everybody hears and accepts Christ. Many people will turn and go the other direction. But there are those out there that then they get saved, then they begin to go out and tell others and begin to multiply, just as the parable said. So uh, there, 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 there's a younger generation of pastors here in Australia, but also in, in the United States, that, um, that seem to be a little afraid of the gospel and of not sure it works. And they've been told that these other programs are more effective or you're going to do this for evangelism, you do that for evangelism. Okay, all that may be okay. I'm, but I'm just saying the gospel itself has power. Mm. Holy Spirit-filled power. If you want your church to be full, if you want people coming to your church, preach the gospel. And, and people will get saved. The church will begin to grow. They're talking about church growth here in Australia on the decline. A lot, you know, a lot of churches are going down. Well, if, they, if they're not preaching the gospel, that may be a good thing. <laughs> uh, but if the churches that are preaching are, are the ones that are growing. And I would encourage these young pastors out there, listen, uh, just get on your knees and ask God to, to, to give you Holy Spirit-filled boldness mm. and preach the gospel and watch what will happen to your church and to your ministry. It'll explode. One final question. What do you hope your legacy will be? I just want to be faithful. Be faithful to the Lord. And uh, that's, that's what I hope. Uh, when it's all said and done, one day my life will come to an end. I'm 66 years old, you know. Uh, I'm going to die tomorrow. I might die today. Who knows? Uh, but whenever that day comes, I hope at least they'll say, well, Franklin was faithful to preach the gospel. Mm. And for anyone who's listening to this who doesn't know the gospel... Can you give it to us? Sure. First of all, know this. God loves you. And he cares for you. He made you and created you. 
but we have a problem, and that's our sins have separated us. And, and sin is a wall, it's a barrier between us and God. And it can't be penetrated. Uh, and so God, the Bible tells us that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. Jesus Christ came to this earth to take our sins. We deserve the cross. We deserve to die. We deserve hell because we are lawbreakers. But God so loved us, he sent his son, Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. There's not many roads. And, and a person may say there's lots of religions out here. There are lots of religions. But there's only one true God. And he has a son, and his name is Jesus. And he took our sins. He died in our place. And God raised his son to life. He's not dead. And if we're willing to confess our sins and repent, turn. You have to turn from those sins. And by faith, believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ as a promise. You shall be saved. Franklin Graham, thank you so much. Thank you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.